It's my privilege to invite Philip uh, Chang to come here to the front. He's going to be sharing with us from the Word this morning. Some of you might know Philip. I'm just getting to know Philip. Uh, he is Korean, uh, but was born in, born in Korea, raised here in Brazil, lived in the U.S. for the last six years, has been back for a number of months now, has been attending church here with us. Uh, he studied business administration, and God also called him to do a master's at Talbot University. And you're teaching uh, now at the Seminario Evangelical Unidade Cristã over in Suzano. And so we're glad to have you with us, and God bless you as you bring the word. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it's always a, a blessing to be uh, in the body, because I believe the body is here. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, I don't know if it's just me, but as I look around, um, I don't see the uh, usual faces, like the usual friends. Is that how you're feeling this morning, or for the past two weeks, maybe? And, and sometimes... Uh, I can't help but to feel kind of jealous, a little bit jelly. Right? Why? Because they're not here. Where are they? Right? I feel like we're the remnants, maybe, the, the ones who are left behind. Don't you feel like that right now, sometimes? Or, right? Where are they right now? Right? I mean, their rapture hasn't happened yet. So, but where are they? I have a, a sense that they are overseas somewhere, right? Uh, maybe some of them are uh, enjoying uh, Yosemite Park in California, perhaps. But it's okay. I mean, we may not have Yosemite, but we have Ibirapuera Park, <laughs> right? We got Ibirapuera. It's as green as it could get, right? Um, maybe some of the kids are enjoying Universal Studios right now. I mean, my little ones, my little brothers and sisters, would you like to be at Universal Studios right now? Either in Los Angeles area or Orlando? Yes? No, right? Of course not. In fact, we do have a Jurassic Park burger restaurant 15 minutes away from here, so you could get the same experience, right? I've been there once, and it kind of feels like Jurassic Park, kind of. That's okay. We got the burger here. We got Ibirapuera. Maybe for those who are in Grand Canyon, perhaps, uh, we have our streets of Sao Paulo. <laughs> Don't we? <laughs> My friends, um, it doesn't matter where we are at. Uh, what really matters is the condition of our hearts. Where is my heart right now? Because I might be feeling a little jealous right now that I'm here. But we have a great city, don't we? We have an awesome city. But regardless of what city we're in, uh, regardless of where we are at, it really comes out to where is my heart right now? Where is our hearts? Because the Lord wants to meet us here today. Amen? Do you believe that? Amen? It is His promise. When we look at Jeremiah 29, 13, the Lord promised us that He would find us. When? When we seek after Him with 
all of our hearts, all of our hearts. Can we bring our hearts here today? Can we do that right now? Could you join me in a prayer as we bring our hearts right now? Lord, we really want to hear from you. Lord, I want to leave this place of worship with more of you. Can we seek him right now with all our hearts? Amen? Join me in a prayer then. Let's bow our hearts once again. Father, we, we're here because of your son, Jesus Christ. And we need you. We need you, Lord. And regardless how we're feeling this morning, Lord, we need you. And we seek after you. So to bless us now, bless your children here with your presence, with your word. And allow us to leave this place of worship filled with your joy. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Joy. Yeah, the title, title is there. Joy. What would bring joy to us this morning? And I've been thinking about this. And we have a lot of young people here. Right? What would bring joy to you guys this morning? Could it be uh, buying that app that usually it's not free, right? The game app. And uh, you've been begging your parents you know, to buy, maybe it costs $10, $9. Uh, try to beg again. Maybe you might get it. Would that bring joy to you, getting that new app? Or maybe if you were told that you would go uh, to the States tomorrow <laughs> to go to the real Universal Studios, right? Would that bring joy to you? No? Maybe some of our high schoolers here, I, I know uh, some of you guys are wondering about college, uh, the juniors and seniors most likely. Uh, and you have a dream college. And, and, and picture that day, that day when you will be checking on the computer, on your laptop, whether you got accepted or not. And if you do get into that dream college, would that bring you joy? No? Of course that would. Maybe for some of our parents here, maybe our joy will be when they actually leave to college. <laughs> maybe that would give us a, a more sense of freedom. Right? Or, or maybe when they get married and finally they get to go away, like really, right? We do believe, right, that every good and perfect gift comes from whom? James 1.17, from the above, from our Father. So as we walk with our Lord, and we've been walking with him. Maybe for some of us, it's been five years, 10, 30, or 50. As we walk with the Lord, there are moments that we experience joy. But it's not 24-7, is it? Are we joyful all the time? Has it been like that? Has our journey with Christ been joyful every single day? Are you feeling it right now? And reality is, it's not really that way, is it? There are many times that we feel pain. There are times that we feel like giving up. 
But there are times that we do experience the joy that comes from walking with Him. Amen? And I'm pretty sure that you would have tons of testimonies. Amen? Amen. Joys that we experience when that loved one that was away from the Lord, and we've been praying for that person for so many years, and when that person finally gets on his or her knees before the Lord, I received a phone call last year. It was around November of last year. A good friend of mine who used to be uh, at the same church where I, was, where I was serving in Los Angeles, he was one of those uh, nominal Christians who would like to just go to church just to... Uh, please his wife, maybe. And maybe some of us are, are there. <laughs> but last year, he, he gives me a call, and he says, Phil, something amazing happened. What is it? What happened? I met the Lord. I finally met the Lord. Doesn't that bring you joy? Does it? Yes. Overwhelming joy. Overwhelming joy. Maybe for Calvary today, a, a reason for great joy would be to find a pastor. Let me ask the, the deacons and the leaders. Would that bring you guys joy? How much joy? Oh. <laughs> of course that would. Right? Uh. Because that would take away some of the burdens that our leaders are carrying. And they're doing such a great job under the Lord's guidance. But that would be a reason to rejoice. Joy that comes from ministry. See, that's something that disciples also experience. And that's where we're going today. Because I believe the Lord wants us to give us joy. But not just Simple joy, the greatest joy of all, the joy of all joys. And what is that? What is that joy? If you could go with me to Luke chapter 10, that's where we'll be at. We see here the disciples experiencing joy from their walk with the Lord. That's something that we also experience. In chapter 10, there are 72 disciples, followers of Jesus Christ. The Lord has been calling people to follow him. And these 72 answered to the call. And they were commissioned now to do the work of the, of the gospel. Jesus tells them now to go in pairs without taking anything, no clothes, no extra clothes, no extra sandals, no extra food. I mean, there wasn't any credit cards back then, no cash, nothing. And he sends them out to the villages to prepare the way of the Lord. Now, during summer, well, actually it's winter here, we do missions. Is that how we do missions? We just send them out with no cash, with no clothes, it's just you go, you and Jesus. Is that how we do? And remember... Uh, times uh, we would come for short-term missions here in Brazil, and we would even bring toilet paper. And I would tell the guys, Brazil has toilet paper. I mean, don't, they still wouldn't trust me. And they brought their own 
No, toilet papers, I mean. Like, we don't have it here. All right? They were more concerned about their number twos than anything else, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's not how we do missions. But back then, at least at this event, that's how Jesus was doing missions. He was just sending them out without anything. Now, how crazy is that? That's so crazy. Lord, without anything? What are we going to eat? Where are we going to sleep at? And he says, to make things worse, he says, well, whoever accepts you, you just go in and just stay there until they say goodbye. You eat what they give you. You sleep there until they say goodbye. Now, I don't know if you've been to a stranger's house where you had to stay for a couple of days and a place where there is no master chef there, right? And you got to eat whatever they give you. you got to sleep whatever you have. That's not an easy situation, is it? And to make things worse, Jesus tells them to do two types of ministries. First, he tells them to proclaim that the kingdom of God is near. Why? Because Jesus was coming. He is the kingdom of God. Because Jesus is coming, the kingdom of God is near. And the second ministry was, and heal the sick. And heal the sick. Now, how hard is that? To heal the sick? I mean, they've seen Jesus healing the sick, but they themselves... (laughs) No, it was on them. Well, it sounds so crazy, but they still obeyed and they went. And guess what? When they returned, they returned with great joy. With great joy from their ministries. It was a successful ministry. And they came back filled and overwhelmed with joy. And that's what we see here in Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Read with me. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 says, The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. The mission was not just a success. I mean, they were meant to just proclaim that the kingdom was near. They were meant to heal the sick. They did all that. I bet they were so amazed. But as a bonus, they even saw demons fleeing the people in the name of Jesus. They've seen Jesus doing that before. But they themselves, it was a first-hand experience. Can you imagine the joy that they're experiencing? The joy that we experience when we have revival in our families, in our church. Isn't that what we're seeking after? To have a true revival, which doesn't necessarily mean numbers, but revival in our hearts. Revival in the heart of our husband, of our wife, of our kids. Parents. Isn't that our greatest desire to see our kids coming to the Lord? Amen? Amen. And they're experiencing such a joy. Such a joy. We also experience joy 
when we receive the good and perfect gifts that come from the above. Amen? This pandemic has been a tragedy. And I know that some of us went through some dark but dark times. Maybe some of us were unemployed. And I've been there too. I remember digging after coins right under the couch, the sofa. If you want to get some extra cash, go back to your living room and put your hand inside you know, the, the couch and I bet you're going to find something valuable. Okay. I remember digging after coins, right? after quarters, so that I could do some grocery shopping. And maybe some of us have been there. And we cried out to the Lord, Lord, will you help me? And didn't he provide? Didn't he provide for us? Amen? We experience joy in our walk with the Lord when we see the fruits of his ministry, when we receive the good and perfect gifts. And I don't know about you guys right now, but I'm pretty sure that we have memories of that joy. Maybe our hearts right now have grown cold. Maybe we came here without expecting anything. We came here because in Portuguese we say, oh, tem que fazer a magic com Deus. Because now we feel guilty. But the Lord was waiting for us here. Because his desire is to give us the greatest joy. But what is that? What is that great joy? They came back joyful. And Jesus won't deny that this joy is real. But you know what Jesus does? He's going to remind them that, you know, the source of this joy is him. Who gave them the success? Who is giving them the joy? It's Jesus. And Jesus wants to remind them that it was because of him. Because Jesus was there. Because Jesus gave them the authority to win over Satan. And that's what he says here. Jesus reminds them that it was him. Verses 18 and 19, he says this. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Jesus reminds them that the reason behind this joy, the cause for their success in ministry, was because of whom? Of Jesus. He says in verse 18 that he saw Satan falling. There's a good chance that Jesus might be referring to Isaiah 14.12. Because Isaiah 14.12 says that the morning star fell from the sky. When Satan tried to rebel against God, he fell from the sky. There's a good chance that Jesus might be thinking of Isaiah. But there's also a good chance that Jesus might be saying, I was right there 
when Satan was being defeated, I was with you. Why? Because it was in the name of Jesus that they were winning over Satan. Amen? Because if we look at the Greek, theoreo is to see, to glaze at, to look at. The tense here, it's in the imperfect tense. But imperfect tense can also be rendered as imperfect continuous. So we could have translated the, this verse Instead of saying, I saw Satan, Jesus could have been saying, I was seeing Satan. And the imperfect continues. I was seeing Satan falling down. When? When you guys were proclaiming the gospel, when you guys were casting out demons in his name, I was there with you. That's what he's saying. Because they have no power. They have nothing. Literally, they have nothing. They have no cash, no clothes. But they survived. I bet they came back fatter than before, perhaps. Why? Because Jesus was there. I was there. And maybe for some of us who've been in that dark hole, or maybe for some of us who are still there, Jesus say, I'm here. I'm with you. I am with you. I am with you. My friends, Jesus, He is the one who caused our ministries to succeed. I know there are a lot of us here in the front line whether we're missionaries, whether we are pastors, or whether we're ministers of the gospel. We all are, amen? We all are ministers of the gospel. We got to understand that this is Jesus' ministry. It's not ours. It's Him. The authority comes from Him. It is in His name that we will enjoy success in His ministry, amen? And that's great news. That is awesome news. Why? Because then I don't need to have that burden on my shoulders anymore. Because when I was beginning ministry, when I was in seminary, I thought that I had to do something for the Lord. Because usually that's our tendency. We're prone to want to do something for the Lord, but us doing something for the Lord. And when things go well, we'll rejoice. And we thank God. But what happens when things don't go so well? Don't we get depressed? Don't we feel like giving up sometimes? Because I've been there. During my first year seminary, as I was serving at this church as an assistant pastor, ministry is tough. Ministry is tough. People are tough. But I didn't know that I was there to love on them. I thought I was there to do something for the Lord. And it really got on my nerves whenever I saw people not following along with the plan, with the Lord's plan. We say it's all for the Lord, right? And there came a point where I felt like, Lord, if ministry is going to be this hard, I'd rather just quit right now because I don't think I can handle this. (laughs) 
My friends, that's what happens when things don't go well in our ministries. It's not only in our ministries. In our walk with the Lord. In our walk with the Lord. Is it easy or hard to follow Jesus? Easy? It's it's tough. It's tough. It's even tougher for us Christians during this pandemic because the pandemic has impacted every single person. It doesn't matter whether we're Christians, Buddhists, Muslims. It affected everyone. But it's even harder for us. Why? Because we live according to the kingdom rules in a world that doesn't want Jesus. So even during the pandemic, we suffer even more because we're trying to follow Jesus and his ways, and it's not easy. And the Lord never said it was going to be easy, did he? It's not a walk in the park. It's not. And what happens? Well, we get depressed. Don't we? And maybe some of us are there. But this is great news for us because the Lord is saying that this ministry is His ministry, amen? He is the one who will carry it out. He is the one who's going to be with us. He's going to be with us. And that's what He's reminding them. This great joy that you guys are experiencing, I mean, it's awesome. You saw demons being cast out. You saw people being healed. You saw the message of the kingdom being accepted by many. It's awesome, but don't forget that it was because of me, Jesus says, because I was there. It was in his name that it was him who was empowering them. And look at his promise. He said that nothing will harm you. Nothing, because Jesus has overcome. Amen? The victory is His. That's why, my friends, I pray that the Lord may be giving us some hope now. Especially if you're feeling down. Maybe we are really discouraged. Maybe we are just going through the motions because it's so easy for us to go through the motions. But the Lord is saying, I'm with you. Rely on me, he says. It's in his his name that we're walking with him. Amen. So Jesus does not deny the joy that they're receiving right now. But Jesus doesn't stop there. Because his desire is to give us the greatest joy of all. And what is that? What is the joy of all joys? That's what he wants to give us here this morning. But what is that joy? Where does it come from? My friends, the greatest joy is the fact that we'll spend eternity with the one who loves us the most, our Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest joy of all comes from the fact that we will be with him forever. Forever. 
that we get to enjoy the love of God in Christ Jesus eternally. Does that bring you joy? Does that bring you joy? Because that's the source of true joy. And that's why in verse 20, he says, However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is Jesus' way of saying, I want to be with you forever. And I came to be with you forever. Would you come and be here with me forever? That's what he's saying. My friends, you know when Jesus asked Peter in John chapter 21, you know, Peter was feeling down, so down, because he had denied Jesus three times. And Jesus comes and he approaches Peter. What does he say to Peter? Peter, why'd you deny me three times? Right? Well, now you'll be punished. He says, Peter, do you truly love me more than these? My friends, when a person wants to know whether you love him or not, like husbands, or I should go to the wives, right? Wives, because usually men are the ones who don't express much, at least in the Asian culture, okay? And then you want to hear. You want to hear from your husband. So you ask, honey, do you love me? What does that mean? What's the other side of that question? Isn't she actually saying, Honey, I love you, but do you love me? Isn't that how it is? Or is it, honey, I hate you, but do you love me? Which one is it? <laughs> the first or second? First, amen? Honey, I love you, but I want to know if you love me. And that's exactly what Jesus is asking Peter. Peter, I know you're feeling down. I know you feel distant from me. I still love you. But do you love me? And what Jesus is saying here in verse 20, that's exactly what he's saying. I want to be with you forever because this is how much I love you. But do you love me? And do you want to be with me? My friends, because it wasn't free. There was a price that was paid for us to be with him. And many times, for those of us who've been walking with the Lord for so many years, we get so used to hearing things like, oh yeah, Jesus died for you. Because we've been hearing that since kindergarten. But the truth is, it always goes back to the love of Christ, doesn't it? Why don't we experience joy here today? Perhaps we have fallen away from his love once again. 
Because he's saying the greatest joy of all is knowing that I will be with Christ forever. The question is whether that truth is reality in my life today or not. And I sense that for some of us, it was reality. But maybe not today. And that's why the Lord is here today. To bring us back to Him. He's telling us, I love you. I love you. But do you love me? And do you want to be with me forever? My friends, as I was contemplating about this verse, you know, my eyes got fixed on the, the names, right? Because we see the names here in Revelation chapter 20, verse 12, right? The book of life. And, and I was like asking the Lord, Lord, would you just show me a glimpse of my name on this book? Because how awesome it would be, Lord, to make to, to be sure that my name is on it. I mean, don't you feel like that sometimes? Right? That, don't you want to see your name written somehow through a vision or a dream? Or is it just me? Right? And I was, I was talking to the Lord and contemplating on this truth. Uh, the Lord presses on my heart. And I feel the Lord telling me something like this. Wow, you want to see your name, Phil? Well, there's a way to see your name. Really, Lord? How? Just look at the cross. Just look at the cross. If you want to have something visual to know that our names are written on the book of life, just look at the cross. Because that was the price that was paid to have our names written in this book. Amen? The cross. And usually I'm a pretty tough guy. But my eyes are getting all teared up. And I was like, Lord, don't, don't let me do this. You know, this is my first time in Calvary. They're going to think I'm a wimp or something. Lord. And, but isn't it true that sometimes when we watch like K-dramas, I don't know if you guys are into K-dramas, Right? Uh, in Brazil, we say Dorama, I guess, right? on Netflix. That sometimes you, you, you're just watching these romantic scenes where the perfect guy, I mean, the guy is always so perfect. Right? I mean, he does everything so romantic, and you're like uh, watching these scenes, and I'm watching with my wife sometimes, and I, I get a sense that my eyes are beginning to tear up, and you know, and I, I kind of look not to my wife, and she's also like, you know, I don't want to show that I'm a wimp or anything like that. So I try to just hold my breath. I look to the side, you know, and I try to open my eyes as wide as I can, right? It's for an Asian, it's pretty tough. And, and so that, because the moment I blink my eyes, I know the tears will fall, and I don't want to show that to my wife. We get so emotional by watching a K-drama. But when we hear about the cross of, of the Lord, how does our heart react? When was the last time that we rejoiced in the Lord, not because He has given us good gifts, not because we have 
experienced the greatest success in our ministries, but when was the last time we rejoiced with the simple fact that Jesus went to the cross for you and for me so that we would spend our eternities with him? Because that's the true source of our greatest joy. And the Lord is here to bring us back. To bring us back. Maybe for some of us, we've been there, and now we are hearing the Lord's voice again, and maybe our hearts are saying, now it's the time. Lord, I don't want to continue this monotonous, going through the motion kind of a walk with you. Lord, I want to be impassioned with you again. Maybe some of us are hearing his voice and our hearts are already reacting. Maybe for some of us, we're hearing his voice and we know it here. We know it here. But our hearts are not aligned with our minds. Maybe we want to experience this joy, but we don't know how. My friends, this is the best moment to really Receive his love again. When? When I'm feeling distant. When I'm feeling down. When I'm in that dark hole. A few months ago, I was kind of there. I'm going through a transition in ministry where we left the church plant. Now uh, I began serving at this seminario under the Lord's leading. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I had so much time in my hands. During this transition, as we're just beginning the ministry, and instead of just seeking after the Lord, instead of spending more time in prayer, I saw myself just watching more K-drama. And my mind was telling me something, Phil, you can't do that. You got to be close to the Lord. My heart was saying, well, this is the break that he's giving me. But it came to a point where I began sensing that I couldn't stay there anymore. And I felt so unworthy. Lord, how can I say that I'm your follower? Lord, I don't feel that. And this is when I sensed the Lord approaching me and saying, regardless of how you feel, regardless of where you are at, my love for you will never change. I'm right here. And it is this unconditional love that Christ has for us that will draw us to him again. Amen? And at that moment, I felt so unworthy. But that's when the Lord comes. That's when he comes. How else are we going to experience his grace when everything is going so well? How else are we going to experience that he's truly near me when I feel like I'm close to him? If some of us know it here, but the hearts are not there yet, the Lord is here to say that he did not change, that the love that he showed on the cross is still here for all of us. And I pray that this truth may bring us back to love him again. Amen. I pray, my friends. I pray that 
that we may receive this joy once again, the joy of being with him. Because many times we just focus so much on the things that we do for him on this journey. And those are good things. But sometimes good things will make us miss the best. As we are on this journey with our Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, what matters the most, it's Him. It's not the things that we do, but it is with whom are we doing it. It's Him. It's His company. It's knowing that I'll be spending my eternity forever with Him because of what He's done on the cross, because of this love. But not only that, this eternity begins right here, right now, because He's here within us already. Amen? And the Lord is drawing us. He wants to draw us closer to Him here this morning. I do pray that the Lord may be renewing this joy of salvation. The joy that I know that if He comes back today, right now, which would be awesome, because then I won't have to pay my credit card bills. Our mortgages, that would be so cool. In fact, if I knew that, I will just go to Fogo's show right after, <laughs> instead of going to Padaria. <laughs> but if he came back right now, there will be only one thing that will last forever. And that is our relationship with him. Amen? That's what will last forever. And that has been sealed already on the cross. I pray that we come to him once again and we leave this place of worship filled with his joy. Amen? Amen. Shall we spend just one minute in prayer? Shall we bow our hearts? And if we're hearing his voice, you know, the Lord wants to hear back. He wants to hear from us. If it's you, come before him. In a few minutes, we're going to have a communion. We're going to come to his table. And as we do that, I pray that we may come to him. I mean, that we may come to him and say, Lord, more than all the good gifts and perfect gifts that you have for me. Lord, more than a success in your ministry, Lord, what brings me joy today is knowing that I'll be with you forever. If that's you, come before him and confess it before him. But perhaps if you know that, but your hearts are not there yet, know this, that he's here and he still wants you. Allow his love to penetrate your souls once again and come before him. Well, just let's take a minute in prayer as we come before him. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, we truly thank you for your cross. Lord, thank you for you are always the one who loves us first. And we are here once again at that spot. 
Lord, at that place, in so much need of you, Lord, just come and stay with us, remain in us, as remain in your love. So Lord, we thank you, and we love you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.